Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. I'm Mikhail Moonstra. I'm Delphi Decree here joining you today. And welcome to the continuance on a series that we started a bit earlier this year. And that was, it's called Me, Myself, and God. Now this series is, is one that we're very excited for because it's so unique and it's never going to be one where you will hear the same episode twice. You're never going to hear the same story but you may hear a consistent theme or trend. And this is, this is really the investigation that we're seeking in this, in this, this one. And I'm grateful here because in, in the studio, I have Delphi Decree. Now, Delphi is a regular feature contributor and equal member of both Hippie Queen Productions and our podcast. But rarely has he been the opportunity to be the target and focus of our podcast. So as we get into this, he will be the victim as I, mm. the torturer of questions. No. Talking magic to me, so <laughs> I, I'm really excited to share my story with you all and get more personal because it's very easy to stand behind a like a filter of being very professional, being very upright. Even though I like to call out my witches and bitches, but giving you guys a chance to get to know me on a more intimate level it, it means the world to me. And I hope to share something with you that you can at least relate to somewhat. Um, no one story is ubiquitous, but it also is. You can find a little bit of yourself in anyone, and I think that speaks a lot to what we're going to be talking about when it comes to finding God within us. And it goes back to our uh, myth, make it magic mm -hmm. series yes. that we need to can continue on later. But pulling back into the fact that stories that you hear in any space have a lot of power, especially the stories that come from your family. They come from people that are close to you, or they come from the areas of interest they come you know you're 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 you could be an avid journalist you could be an avid video game player you will read a story or something about that thing that you're interested in and it moves you in a greater way it moves you in a very profound way so hopefully the goal in the series is to create that kind of connection if you hear anything in the story that resonates well with you hold on to it yes hold tight. please leave comments leave your your own stories to share and if at least one of you can relate to what we have to say in some way, that means the world to us. And it just makes all that we do more, even more worth it, even if no one listens, even if it's just us talking to the ether. At least we have an audience of, of, of one and that we're <laughs> listening to, to each for each other. Absolutely. But uh, thank you all very much for joining us. And I hope that you you enjoy or you take something from it. And at the very least, you can put this on while you're I don't know, wiping your kitchen sink down, wiping hmm. your ass. I don't know what you're doing, what you do. But just join us. Play along with this. We want to just remind you that as, as you go on, you, you will hear in just a moment our sponsorship with Anchor. This is we this is important to us, not because it generates money for us, but because this is what we are using as our ability to do some charity and some fundraising. Uh, we care so much about the, the, the foundation for St. Jude's, Jude's Children's Children's Relief. It's in, inherently the hospital, the organization. The fact of the matter is these are people who put their lives out every day they 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 sacrifice cost expenses time they they give everything for kids who in so many places have nothing and so what we've decided is where we use our sponsorship to support that charity wherever we can so it may not be a lot it doesn't matter you know but when you hear this next part remember it's for them mm -hmm. it's not for us so you know bear through it Absolutely. keep listening yeah please listen because it's all about the kids not about us we're good our pockets are lying we're cute this is to give something back we are children caring for them and ensuring their future it means the world to us so we really appreciate you bearing with us through it. Now, Delphi, as we as we start this, God is a really big, really big word that has a lot of meanings to everybody. So when we start this, I would like you know, define God for me. What does God mean to you? Starting with the easy questions, I see. Yeah. So ah. <laughs> when I 
think of God, it's not just one thing. It's it's multifaceted in a way that's hard to to bring down to a level that we can comprehend in words. Like I, I see God as moments. Those moments that you that you're in, that you're in the middle of, and you look back, you know, like why you're in it. That this is a moment where I feel God's presence, and you look around, you see people around you, you the feeling that you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like nostalgia before it's even been a part of your past. Mm-hmm. It's like a a longing for something that's just across the room, but you you know what's there, so you still feel that joy, that peace to know that it's okay. It's whenever you look in the eyes of someone that you love and you just see that love reflected back at you. It's when you do something nice for someone, even if you don't know them, whether it's just sharing a bit of time or a kind word or just company, even if it's silent, it's creating something that you love to create, making a difference in the world for better, for the betterment of you and anyone who you can touch with it. It's living every day as if it's your last, knowing that the beginning is just a means to an end, which is just the means to the beginning, and recognizing that for what it is and knowing that you're held and carried no matter what in endless love, like the love that holds your body together. That's that's where I see God, is in all those lovely places. So if that does that answer your question sufficiently? That's... It, it does. It does. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's a, it's a really beautiful description of God. It's one that I haven't heard before when it comes to God as a series of moments, right? Because we know, I mean, and it ties in really well, you know, God, God is for, for me, I've always classified it as this infinite thing. And so when you talk about, like I looked at, when you described that I saw the, the face of a clock and how, you know, every second on this clock that turns by every minute, every hour, every combination of these things, there, there, there's a memory that's playing mm-hmm. on the face of it as this, as each tick, you know, it's this different, different moment and it's creating this whole thing but inevitably you know it goes all the way around mm-hmm. in the next day turns the next day and it, you know the same memories don't ever repeat or, mm-hmm. or they, the they, same moments the same repeat. yeah yeah and so so there's this that's that's a beautiful it's a beautiful way to to see and view god no oh sorry go ahead no please it's easy to see god as the the man with the white beard sitting on the the perch in the clouds because that's because that that's me oh but <laughs> i <laughs> no like because you know no, you get it <laughs> but i having that image of god it's very i i can't say it's wrong it's just not how i see it when i think of god i think of the love that is in all of those moments the love the underlying common denominator of all of those things is that love is that caring that always watchful everything to know that you're always held and you're never alone no, that's the, so that's, that's unique, but where did it come from? Because it's not, that's, you know, I've, I, I, I was definitely raised Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what definitely is not needed in that declaration, but definitely, definitely <laughs> praise Jesus. Baptist. <laughs> but I, I don't recognize that when it comes to not, I, I don't recognize it when it came to like my starting point, mm-hmm. you know, so I can, I can say that my experience in the Christian faith. Um, I, that's not the God they talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of seem, it's kind of seemed like you mentioned him a bit earlier. We talked about that, that man on the cloud. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so I recognize that. But mm-hmm. so this is, this is interesting. Um, but so what, where, where did you start in your journey to discovering this? How did you, how did you get to this unique view? So a lot of my upbringing was found in the Baptist church, the Southern Baptist church, which is very much so the fire, the brimstone, the shaking with the spirit, 
the stomping. I, I will never forget for the rest of my life being in church every Sunday, hearing everyone's foot falling into the music on the piano, everyone like kind of bobbing. And that that moment for me right there, that was God for me, was seeing that everyone's so in love with the spirit and so in love with devoting their time to him. But my experience in the church and with that kind of understanding of God was very different in that I felt a lot of subjugation. I felt a lot of demon, demon, demonization yeah. for being what I was from what I understand, understood myself to be from a very young age. Very familiar with that process. Yes. So I, I always knew, like, okay, what's different about, you know, there's something different. Not even just the fact that you like, you look at that guy, that cute guy in your class with the green eyes. I remember being in first grade thinking, oh my goodness, he's so cute. He has such pretty green eyes. But then I thought, well, I've never heard anyone else say that. That's a guy before. That's a boy. That's that's interesting. So it's one of those things that I kept to myself for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, I kept that sacred so I could understand it for me rather than having it characterized by anyone else, even if they may have had their perceptions of who I was. It's really young to be having a kind of awareness like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what you mean. Uh, I can recognize, but I, I definitely will admit I, I spent a large part of my time, especially as a kid, ignorant. And unknown of such things, and you know, uh, there's a certain spaces, and not unknown of the judgment. Mm-hmm. Not unknown, not unknown of the judgment. I mean, like I didn't understand why my parents called, were upset because the TV came on and there were two guys kissing, mm-hmm. and you know they would change the channel real quick, or they there, or, or or why my grandmother would 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 tout such ridiculously racial assumptions mm-hmm. to children. That, that that didn't know or, or who were trying to be free from the oppression of a generation of segregation and separation it it's it's challenging mm, it can be very scary. challenging to 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 try to understand to to separate the judgment that you see and the individuals that it's mm-hmm. inflicted on when you happen to be one of those now mm-hmm. i like i i i couldn't imagine i yes. i know i know what the bible says about being gay mm-hmm. and the bible says about being different pretty much of any caliber mm-hmm. and i ain't gonna it should, you should go to say when we say if there's any declaration made about what the bible says the bible is a series of documents stitched together that can be interpreted by any individuals like tarot right mm-hmm. this is an interpretation both my interpretation of it and my experience with it and i'm not generically saying if you haven't read the book then you know, please form, read it and form your own opinions. I have mm-hmm. read it. That's where these opinions come from. That's what this, that's that's the motivation of the spirit, not a not a blanketed attack. It's either this or it's that because of this reason, mm-hmm. like being very um, preferential on what you adapt rather than because like, it's really easy to be that way, right? Especially when it comes to this, when it comes to being a different kind of person mm-hmm. and letting that be your focus rather than other things that could be subjugated against you, right? So being having that kind of awareness of that judgment outside of me, very, very young, being aware of that, still holding what I was true and being honest with myself about it. It's very difficult, especially being that young and growing up with that, still going through the motions and still seeing that kind of culture built around that. Did you ever struggle, and again, no leading questions here, but did you ever, did you ever struggle with the, the way that the church represents God and how you describe God? Yes. When did that start to occur? What drove that kind of that that self that 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 discovery that unique difference on what you were told versus what you found? 
I, I believe it started whenever I was able to accept what I was entirely for myself rather than letting it be validated outside of me. So when I got to a place where I could reconcile what I was with still being a Christian, still being devout, still having faith in God, that I wasn't something evil just by being what I naturally was and not feeling like I was worthy of that stepping out of that and coming into my own and accepting myself that to me is what god represented is that acceptance mm -hmm. is that love is that kindness that's within me that drives the moments that i build with people that i love so when you when you when you came to this place how did you how did you handle this with the mantle of, of christianity an example in cases when i found my path i took it through it and was like no fuck this i am not that i was, <laughs> I, was I was violently against it mm -hmm. i did everything you know i I wore, I, I wore the sim, I wore the symbology. I wore all of the, the occult gear. Yeah, la, 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 I, I wanted to look like la bruja. I wanted mm -hmm. to be that scary thing. And I remember deliberately making you know kind of an outcry against, not necessarily God, but you know against Christianity. That I was not that. I was a pagan. Mm -hmm. I was a witch. I was a. How did you how did you reconcile the difference that you understood and and being a Christian? Like, what does it mean to be a Christian versus what you were experiencing from it? So growing up in the church, like the Baptist church, especially, that's where I learned a lot of the judgment and the subjugation. And I stepped into the like non-denominational type of churches where it's less form, like it's more free form. And I never really felt a separation to that extent. It was more so like I came to a place of acceptance within myself. And then I, at a certain point, had like a break from all faith for the most part, mm -hmm. not entirely. It was never fully severed. There was never that entire, like, this what, is nothing. What anymore. triggered that break? A lot of trauma. So whenever I, particularly when I went to college, that marked a really, really tenuous time for me because I was away from home for the first time. So when I went off and I had my wild moments mm -hmm. <laughs> of acceptance <laughs> of what I was for the first time, understanding it and letting it manifest, it was, it was very painful my first experiences and I felt so alone I felt so abandoned I, I remember sitting in my dorm room for days on my own after something had happened something terrible and just feeling so like worthless and so for a few years there I didn't really participate in any kind of spirituality whatsoever I was I was very much so like instinctual but still humane, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I was still a good person, but I did what I wanted, where I wanted, with who I wanted, no matter what. Yeah, liberal Very in, 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 in your desires and in, in your wants, free to the spirit, kind to those around you, but liberal in what you want. And that's, that, that's absolutely expected of anybody in that point and in that place. So what's interesting, and this is, this is, this is just, when you talk about this, I noticed that there's a, you know, there, there's a very clear association with your spirituality and your sexuality. Mm -hmm. because the one and, and the and experiences that drove one seem to you know they folded back in inward to the spiritual side to cause and to close that mm -hmm. door i mean I, I can absolutely understand because sexual magic is one of the highest mm -hmm. arts unification of the masculine energy and the feminine energy within yourself within exterior forms however they are manifested in physicality that's deep that's ancient work that's written on the walls of egypt so it's, and again, at a young age, 
having an experience where it's, you know, it's like your spirituality and your sexuality, they're the same thing, different poles of either side. And, mm -hmm. and so when you talk about how one was wronged, it kind of wronged the other. And that's not something that I've, I've seen, not saying I haven't seen it before. It's just not something I've seen. It's unique. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a unique view and experience. And again, challenging for someone like yourself to be going through in that place. But God, look at you now. I mean, you certainly stand, you stand accomplished from it. What drove you to break the broken, to, to, to build back from that place where you were? It took maturing and recognizing that I couldn't be victimized to my circumstances anymore. As painful as things that I went through was like I, that first experience with, with guys and then losing my grandparents and getting into drugs some and getting, having issues with drinking and going out of a semester of school. I, I went through a whole lot of shit. And I came through it and I still was whole. I still hadn't broke myself enough to be the nothing that I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So I thought, all right, I'm still here. I'm still thriving. There has to be a reason for it. There has to be something that I can give to myself or the world. There's still a reason why I'm still here and not statistic, which I easily could have been being black and gay in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like I'm like, I would be a victim very easily and I mm -hmm. never was. So why? And over time, I recognized that slowly but surely and i'm still learning to this day that that god that i always sought that was always something far away that was always so hard to reach that man in the clouds to the hand that i always reached for was our i already had in my within me it was me it was my mother it was my cousins it was the person i love it was the people i love it was my children it was everything hmm. so i never had to look for it because i already had it and of course just like I think we all struggle with sometimes there is those moments where I think it'd be nice to have this or that, or I want more of this, more of that. I still look around me and I still see the love that surrounds me, no matter where, whether it's within my proximity or not. I'm grateful for it. And I cherish it and I worship it every single day. It took time just worshiping that and understanding that I had to be accepting of all that is me, the things that I've caused, all the pain that I've caused, because I've caused a lot of pain, the pain that I've endured the joy, the laughter, the sorrow, the anger, the rage, everything, that moment. So what did you do? You say it took time. What did you do in that time to make that time work for you? Because I, I've been hurt over and over by the church, by spirits, by people, you know, by, by it happens all the time. But like when I get hurt, it, it, that process for me of reconciliation is is traumatizing but it usually takes a, there's there's especially when i was younger the mm -hmm. hindsight that would be required for me to get it to get what i needed to focus on what i needed to look at like when i look at i mean collectively like our life right now the things that we have and we experience the 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 joys and the magic and the manifestation that's what i dreamt of in my youth but because i couldn't see clearly because i wouldn't either in some cases stop looking backward because i wouldn't let the hot iron go or I would just, I would persist. So like I would have, mo I would be in the desert and I would suffer. As you know, Christ in the desert. Now I'm not comparing myself to Christ. I'm using this as a metaphorical example that mm -hmm. Christ when he was in the desert was tempted multiple times by the devil. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that. Matthew. Yes, yes. And he, <laughs> and he did not, and he did not succumb to those, those temptations, not because he couldn't do them, but because it was a deliberate choice that where he was at was intentional. 
was with place and that to go against where he had been placed where mm -hmm. he was brought by god would be in a disobedience to law mm -hmm. to order and even that, if it meant suffering even if it meant that's exactly right even if yeah. it meant suffering and his understood it's like you can have hindsight in the moment of that trauma for the future so recognize okay this is where i'm at what can i gain from this what can i take from this experience rather than just being a victim to it three o'clock is going to come around again it's a singular clock this yes. this miraculous moment of god you know so three o'clock will come four times mm-hmm and in, in your revelation of day one to day two. And this and it's going to be three o'clock every day. But it's never going to be the same three o'clock more than once. I will. One of the things that I really like is the whole, uh, you know. Oh, how is it worded? Um, the joy comes in the morning. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of really common choir songs that you'll hear about it. But and it's, you know, every morning the sun rises. Every morning it is a new day. And the reality is, if I were going to ask you to prove the difference between yesterday to me and today, you couldn't. Mm -mm. It, it, it's that, that I had a history teacher who went through that lovely like mind fuck as a kid. Mm -hmm. The past is far behind us and the future doesn't exist. Yep. Uh, God. And then it's like, well, how do you know that it happened? We don't. All purely, how do you know it took this long? We don't. Like, how do you know how far the moon is? Because someone told you, but do you know that there's... See, okay, this this is going to send me down a damn existential rabbit hole, and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, myself, and the God who crushes me. Don't right? get me wrong. I love a good, like, eternal void. Love it. Cherish it. Very much so. But at the same time. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Well, so in looking then inevitably where, where, where I'd like to end or kind of take the conclusion of, of this, this quest and this question of you your journey and God is not how would you give your God to somebody else but how would you encourage somebody else who is where you may have been or you know mm -hmm. who, or who is in who's in a place that you may be able to recognize what could you give to them if you were looking back at you in the past mm -hmm. you know with hindsight now what would you give to yourself on your journey on your on your experience what would you whisper into your ear along the wind so it's interesting that you put it that way like that. There's an affirmation that I've been really clinging to that says a lot about what it can mean to truly embrace where you are and who and what you are and recognize that you're not alone. Is it being what I was, who I was, where I was, this black gay kid in Carthage, Missouri, like there was no other, like I had no idea who or what I was. All I could see around me was people that said I was wrong for this reason or that one. But you're not alone. You're loved. And you are okay. No matter what. So in the depths of my suffering, whenever I was, I remember there were times whenever I would be so, so sad. And I felt so alone. And I felt my light so dimmed. Like looking back now at that soul like, makes me feel so much pain. And to go through those lashings just to get to where I am now. If I can help someone circumvent that, I would a hundred times over. Just know that you are never truly alone. Is there, you're never truly separate from anyone or anything, even if you let yourself think that you are. So if you're like, especially now being in, I don't know, in quarantine, if you're away from people that you love, know that no matter what, they're still with you. They're made of the same thing that you are. Mm -hmm. They're a part of you. That's where God is, is that, that thing that connects us all. I love that. And that is so true. 
That is so true in so many spaces. You're not alone. And I like I like that affirmation. I think that's what I will take home with me in the spaces. Not to be alone when we choose to be, but we need a hug or we need comfort or we need embrace. I think that's that that is so much of what God is to so many people is what you need. Not necessarily what you want, but what you need. And there are times where you need what you can't say. You need to be where you are at. You need things that only you know, only God knows. And that's why that relationship is so so important. Delphi, God bless you. Oh, Thank you so much for, for allowing us to delve into this beautiful component of your passion, speaking so freely on it. Yes, and, Mama. Grateful to have you here. I'm Thank grateful you. Grateful to have you on this podcast. I'm grateful to, to have this time shared with you as well. And I hope that this touched someone in some way, even if it was just entertainment for a minute. If we gave you an entertaining minute, then that's the moment where God lives. So I'm grateful for it. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the episode two of Me, Myself, and God. We will feature another beautiful soul on episode three coming not, soon. Not as beautiful, but you know, we'll make it work. Ah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bye, witches. Bye, y'all.